beautiful. It's gonna be an all time of the night. Alright, Rome, I got something for your ass. What are we driving? Welcome back to the Fast Five Minute Podcast, a show all about the Fast and the Furious franchise, where currently we've just had several episodes of us bullying Roman and Brian because we're watching Too Fast, Too Furious, a movie about two idiots doing too many crimes. Uh, my name is yeah. Stone. Uh, with me, as always, is Guard. Uh, indeed, I am here. Uh, a, a little bit of a warning if you're not enjoying the bullying. I, I assume from how this movie is going, it's going to continue. Oh, boy. Yeah, I was thinking about that, of like, what really have we talked about for this movie so far? And it's us just making fun of these two, for the most part. <laughs> but yeah, also rightfully but... so. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, anyways, high interest predatory stone shark. I'm happy to be with you. <laughs> wow, wow, these are getting these are becoming a bit of a stretch, and I like it. <laughs> oh yeah, also this is episode uh, twelve, and we're watching minute fifty five to sixty of Too Fast, Too Furious because this is a show where we talk about five minutes of the Fast and the Furious franchise. Um, thank you for that name. That one was good. That one was. Uh... <laughs> I, I never I never would have thought that one up on my own, but I'm glad someone did. Um, I wouldn't have either. Again, I'm I'm yet again giving credit to my mysterious uh, <laughs> ghostwriter that has volunteered oh. puns for me. That's a yeah, he is your ghostwriter. That is true. That's cool. Um, I thought so you'd I have more that. integrity than that as an English major, but ugh. Well, it's only uh, I know I'm kidding. It's only non-integrity if you don't disclose. Oh, if you don't that acknowledge you that you have yeah, a ghostwriter. Right, right, right. If you were saying these are all of my puns, me guard the master of puns. That's when that I would should be, be mad. Pretty BS. Yeah. Okay. 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 That's fair. That's fair. Right. Um, guard. Yes, Stone. Uh, I don't have F one to talk about this week, which is good because we have a fucking doozy of an episode. But well, do little, you have anything? A little bit. Did you watch a different episode than me? <laughs> we've got a we've got a little bit to talk about here. Is uh, episode twelve? We're in a club, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Um, we have it's, an it's, interesting episode. It's one of those uh, episodes where they don't do a lot; they just say a lot of words, and that right. um, gives us the most to talk about because everything they say is is bananas and uh, bonkers and a weird, wild, fun time. That's true. Um, also, no, we don't have any emails to get through. So nope, if you're listening, email us. We would love to read one on air. TheFastFivePod at gmail.com, number five. Uh, send us some our way. <laughs> and follow us, Instagram, Twitter. We have both of them. Yeah, we're, we're there. Now, that being said, Stone, I do have an ad to get us uh, Good. paid. Good. Need it. <clears throat> this week's episode is brought to you by Cursing. <laughs> feeling strong emotion and gee willikers just won't do want to make sure you really get your fucking point across try cursing try cursing yeah i like that one cursing brought, is a... brought to you by big big cuss words big big cuss word big that's exciting guard words. what's your favorite cuss word i think it has to just be uh, this might be basic but the f word has to be it 
Yeah, fuck's good. Fuck. fuck. It's very universal. You can put it in a lot of places. Dude, you can use it as any part of speech. You can use it to mean yes and no. Like It's, it's a very so versatile word. It really yeah. is. It might be the most versatile word. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and yours, Stump? Um, mine hot take is a uh, cunt. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> because I because I suspected I, uh, yeah. you were gonna say that, and I was so hoping you wouldn't. Because here in America, you hear that and you go, "Ooh, that's the worst word." But in Australia, it's very harsh New on Zealand, the ears. Yeah, it's harsh on the ears. But in Australia, they throw it around like it's just another fuck word, and I love it. We should right. embrace that. A little reminder more... for those listening, this is an R-rated podcast. It is. I put. I check the box that says explicit on every upload. And uh, um, if you were curious... So throw cunt around no in, your, in, your, in your everyday language a little bit more as Americans so we can break for, the stigma. For it's a good customer. listeners, I wouldn't throw it around that often. Well, you will, you just will don't be, use um, it derogatorily towards a female because mm-hmm. then it gets offensive. Kind of like bitch. Bitch is fine if you use it in the right context. I'm going to go out on a a limb here, Stone, and encourage our users to not use it whatsoever in America on account of the stigmatism attached to it. Well, either listen to Gar or listen to me. If you're feeling really bold and ballsy, uh, go with Stone's method. If you're feeling more conservative and like you don't want to be fired or uh, broken up Don't use it at work. Don't use any cuss word at work. Then follow my method. You think I'm throwing around any fucks or cunts at work, Guard? No, no, no. absolutely not once again a special thank you to stone's lovely mother and sister who listen to every episode i want you to know okay so i get i said i didn't have anything to say off the bat i have two things so i lied thing one my sister wanted me to clarify on air that um while they did both watch the movie after the first episode my mother has not kept up but my sister has so she wanted me to clarify that that she is the podcast yeah she is the better um it's for the best. direct relative and supports me more um yeah. so step up your game mom is all i'm saying mom when you're listening to this um in two years uh, you'll know stone was upset with you yeah two um, years ago and the other thing i said i didn't have any f1 to talk about guard i lied <laughs> oh great you got everyone's hopes up um, I put out a thirsty tweet looking for friends to I play the F1 video game with me. Uh, zero replies. Yeah, zero, was, nobody wanted to play with me. It was a sad, um, <laughs> a sad you know, modern tale. It was. Uh, I said, does, does anyone want to be my friend? And then radio silence. And then no one wanted to be my friend and play the F1 video game with me. I which was to be expected. Pity, but I might not have. I can't it, remember. It was expected, but I had my hopes up for me. Maybe, I thought there was a chance, but <laughs> I thought maybe maybe Jay would show you some love at least. I thought but. I'd get a little bit of love from someone, but I got zero. So that was a pretty that's <laughs> that's devastating. Yeah, uh, well, pretty sad I have a little boy game. Tweet for me. I have a little game at the end of this episode that might cheer you up instead. Oh. Stone, so. <laughs> a little game, you, have, you say? You have that to look forward to. It's <laughs> it's not dark at attention. all. It's super fun. um i was excited and then now i got worried stick around for a not dark at all fun game that stone's gonna play and you can play along audience great well guard yes we got the ad out of the way we said some other stuff should we talk about this five minutes of the movie 
I don't see why not. Yeah. Would you like to tell the audience how this five minutes began or how it ended? I'll tell you, began, this uh, episode began with Roman completing a sentence, uh, and I have no idea what he said. <laughs> Great. Um, and it ends in a mysterious room with some mysterious objects. Yes, correct. Great. So, picking back up where we left off, just a little recap. Our two uh, boys, Brian and Roman are now undercover working for a Miami drug dealer. They have just won themselves two muscle cars for an unknown plan. And then they met this drug dealer that they just got a job for uh, at the club. And they're going to hang out with him. And what could go wrong, right? What could? I I, I can't imagine anything, <laughs> to be honest. Um... The sentence that you're referring to is last week, Roman said, it's about to. And then this week he said, get serious, bruh. I thought there so, was something involving a pen last week. It you was, but it was like a sentence before. And I don't think they ever uh, talked about what the pen he was looking for was going to be used for. So he said, to be clear, he says, you got a pen. It's about to get serious, bruh. What's the pen for? I have no idea. I mean, we had a it. whole thing about about what he needs a pen <laughs> for, and he never he never addresses and, the pen thing. And we got zero uh, payoff from what the pen was for, was going to be for. It's a mystery. What a letdown, man. I, I can only <laughs> assume because he's writing down so many numbers. Maybe. Uh, but on a high note, even though that was a bit of a letdown, mm-hmm. um, we get a lot more of the guy in the pirate shirt uh, boogieing in this episode a lot of it <laughs> you get a front view of him you get a side view of him uh, uh fuckboy mozart i think we referred to him as we certainly um, did yeah we referred to him as a few things but that will be the title of <laughs> the previous episode so no he's still grooving his shirt's still open you get a close-up and it's like actual like lacy frill on his shirt and um not only is he that's what held my attention the entire first half of this episode yeah, not only is he grooving, um, he is absolutely getting down with uh, a lady as well. Dude, they're both they're both having the time of their life. There's, in this there's quite a bit club. of hot and heavy grinding going on in this club. There is. Um, and let me just say as well, this will come up a little later in the episode more egregiously. It is as bright as can be in this club. I mean, every single light's turned Very. on. Very neon, very it's bright. Like the daytime in the club, dude. Um, not it only looks that, like a cafeteria. <laughs> I think they might have filmed it in a cafeteria. <laughs> you get we we're pointing out, um, roughly shirt guy because he's just in the background of like a yeah. back and forth scene. But just pausing it and like looking at everyone in this club, it's very funny. There's a lot of people in white button ups with white pants. There's Let's just several cool look for Miami. Yeah, it's a very cool look for Miami. There's uh, women dancing in swinging chairs. We know this because we see them. And also, Roman says, "Look at that girl on the swing." Yeah, thanks for pointing um, that out, Roman. It's pretty cool. It's like a '70s aesthetic. Uh, it's not only is it a swing, but it's like a bubble in the background, and she's doing some '70s dancing. So that's fun. Yeah. Um, fuckboy Mozart is, I mean, I can't, 
you can't take your eyes off him. He has an incredible look here, man. I think he's he might absolutely... have an eyebrow piercing the closer I look at him. Dude, he sh- if he doesn't already, he should. Um, he definitely has a soul patch. I can confirm that. <laughs> While he's dancing and we're supposed to be listening to this dialogue, uh, Fuente shows up. And she's wearing an outfit. <laughs> yeah. She's wearing a nightie, I guess, or lingerie. I, I don't know. It's it's like she got a really nice lingerie bra that she mm-hmm. was so excited about that she didn't want it to be under her clothes, so she like pulled her dress down aggressively hard. Right. Um. So everyone can see her lingerie, and it's a weird look. Um. But she looks nice but a little bit weird it's I mean, a weird I don't, I don't nice know. look um also she doesn't do look notice... any more she doesn't look any more bizarre than the rest of the club that's so true. she fits she's in got the that, club well she does she she knew what kind of party she was going to and she really matched the look kind of spot on as if there was a um a wardrobe designer picking out all these outfits together during this production um also <laughs> i don't magic. know I don't know if you noticed this or not, but um, so her and Brian like kind of go walk away to do some flirting, right? Before that, uh, Roman leaves by just saying, I got to go take a piss. Oh, yeah. Big yeah, Roman, Roman energy with that line. Got to go take a piss. Uh, these guys he walk was away mean to, to her and then says, got to go take a piss. Yeah. Awesome. These guys walk away to go flirting. Um, Monica gets blasted in the shoulder by one of the chairs on their walk. I did go, not. I did not catch that. Go to uh, like forty-four seconds uh, and just watch from there. And she just gets hit right in the arm, and they don't do another day. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! She pushes it away. She's looking the <laughs> other way, and the girl dancing in the chair just bodies her. They're mid. She's mid sense. Uh, credit to the actor, I guess. Wow. She, yeah. Well, she, she, she had to continue on because <laughs> we know that. They only brought enough film to shoot one take. So if she would have just so funny to me, this stuff she they leave in that. this movie. <laughs> I mean, do they not have another cut of? They do have another cut of Brian because they show it right after. Why would you? <laughs> also, while she was walking, she was like drumming on her belly to the beat of the music. A lot of weird stuff is going on. Yeah, they then go sit down at the bar in chairs that I could only describe as. <laughs> giant crab claws that you can sit on <laughs> yeah I was and that sounds bizarre tails, maybe but i think crab claws are more accurate that sounds bizarre but like that's literally the only thing i can describe them as also guard um my alarm's going off i have to go take my squash out of the oven i'll be right back and i'm back thank you for waiting uh guard and audience i haven't decided if i'm gonna cut this out yet or not Okay, well, welcome back, or thank you for staying with me. I I didn't speak during that whole time, Stone. Well, I can cut your silence out, um, Guard. I'm making a uh, a squash and peanut chili. That sounds delicious. Um, this episode also brought by uh, West African cuisines. Right. Um, Anyways, I'm they're sitting in giant eating claws. Eating less meat too because I have terrible gout. If you're wondering. Oh, dude, dude! If you, I got this recipe out of uh, Taste of, t- uh, what's the what's the cookbook called? Taste of Kitchen, Kitchen, Taste of um, American Kitchen. I don't know. Not a, a cookbook. A sponsor. 
<laughs> I wish they were. A uh, plant-based cookbook. Oh. That sounds nice. Delicious soup. Speaking Stew. of meat, crab claws. Crab claws. Brian and Monica are sitting in them for whatever uh, reason. The- sitting on them, <laughs> doing a lot of touching and feeling up on each yeah, other. Yeah, she, she, uh, the, he like puts his arm around her a little bit. She like touches his bracelet, which, uh, you know, they're not supposed to know each other. So, and bold way, move. We get a little bit of a bombshell that we've been waiting on for quite some time. We get a little information drop finally. Mm, mm, yes, while Roman is <clears throat> taking a piss, as he says so eloquent, eloquently. Yes. Um, we there's finally, a little exposition. Yes, we finally found find out why Roman spent some time in prison. And why he's not great with, uh, he's not cool with Brian at the moment. Not 100% cool with Brian. Yes. So that reason being, so number one, the reason he went to prison uh, was because he had a little police raid done on his residence and there was eight sets of stolen wheels inside his garage. That's a lot of wheels. It is. Um. (laughs) Eight sets of them. He is a car thief, we found out. Uh yeah yeah he I'm eight sets of stolen wheels so I'm guessing he's just boosting wheels off of cars putting them up on cinder blocks. Uh, or Brian was just referring to cars. Eight sets of stolen wheels. <laughs> you I might be right. I Dude. interpreted as as he literally as he had eight cars, but I guess he might have literally eight sets of wheels in but the garage. I interpreted it as. He had 32 <laughs> loose wheels in his garage. Okay, I, I'm pretty sure he meant cars, but who knows with this movie. Now that you're pointing that out to me, I'm almost <laughs> certain you're right. I, I think so, but, you know, like, who knows? But I also like the thought of them busting down his, like, front door and his entire living room. There's just 32 <laughs> wheels just stacked. In his living room. Sure. Um, that being said, we also <laughs> find out why he's upset with Brian. And that reason is there is no reason he's mad at Brian at all. The reason he's mad at Brian is because he got caught for doing something illegal and Brian decided to be a cop. Um, and those two things are unrelated at, uh, completely. <laughs> they have nothing whatsoever to do with each other. Brian decided to be a cop, and he got arrested by cops. Therefore, he hates Brian. That is the dumbest goddamn logic I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. So he More literally just hates him because Roman's he a is dork. a cop. That's like guard. <laughs> yeah. That is similar to if you became irate with me. Because you filed your taxes wrong and the right. IRS caught you, and I'm also an accountant. <laughs> Not that you did my taxes for me. Not that I did them. Not that I was involved. An accountant. I work in accounting, and the IRS busted you for tax fraud. Yeah. Now we're not friends anymore. Correct. It's so fucking stupid. It's incredible, dude. It's awesome. It's like me being mad at you because I defaulted on a loan and you work in a bank. <laughs> Right, exactly. The audacity of you, guard, to work in a bank and I can't repay my loan? Fucking asshole. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. I mean, um, Roman's just just an interesting guy. I'll also say this, by the way. Um, I have a little theory about Roman. 
Okay, give it to me. So he gets kind of mad anytime Monica is like he he's accusing Monica of getting with what's his face, and then Brian is kind of with her, and he gets mad about that. Correct. Um, he gets kind of mad just when girls flirt with other people in general, right? He does. Yeah. I don't. I think Roman has shitty, terrible game, and women hate him, or at least don't give him the time of day, <laughs> and that's why he hates all women because he just has terrible, terrible game. He never successfully gets with anyone. That yeah, he's <laughs> he's a bit of an incel. Um, yeah, Roman's in an that incel, respect. Essentially, where, that sums up my theory perfectly. Roman's where his game is so bad, he can't get with any girls, but he doesn't think he's the problem. Every single girl is the problem. If they flirt with someone not him, they're a real bitch in his eyes. <laughs> Roman the incel. Okay, a, I see that. He's an incel. That's a good I, I, no. He talks so much about getting with girls. I have not seen him talk to a woman no and like thinking back he got mad because brian did the old drive and stare and he's like that was my move yeah Yeah, but brian pulls it off because he's handsome and charming uh roman was probably weird about it yeah because he's an incel because he's an incel okay so you heard it here first uh i assume that's what happens the rest of the movies that it's just about him being bitter and upset the whole time so roman's the kind of dork that'd be into QAnon. In 2021 is what you're telling me. Yeah, some sort of, I mean, maybe not them specifically, but some sort of conspiracy theories. Um, I don't think he's politically charged at all. I just think okay. he uh, hates women mostly. Okay, so so less QAnon, but more just like a troll on 4chan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah, perfect yeah. for him. That's perfect. Where he just talks about how mad he is because all women are the same and don't want him. That's correct, yes. Okay. Okay, that's a good. That's a four a really good, troll, I think, is perfect for Roman. That's a that's a good theory. I like that. Um, so, like we said, Brian and Fuentes were doing a little flirty. She was touching his bracelet for some reason. They're sitting yeah. in crab claws. <laughs> uh, Roman comes back from pissing, from taking yes. a piss. His own words, not mine. Yes, and spots him, and he's mad because he's an incel. But then he also sees Veroni spot them. Veroni, and he yes. and and he's smart enough to know like, oh no, Brian shouldn't be fucking the drug dealer's lady. The drug dealer's girl, Brian's hitting on her. Yeah. Not great. Um then Roman points it out and Veroni's just standing so creepily in his little VIP section, just like staring at him. Roman says don't look, and Monica and Brian immediately look. That's the first thing they do is look. Um, and then Veroni sends over a lady to say, come on over. We'd like to see you now or something. Right. And they show up to the weirdest, goofiest little VIP section ever. <laughs> um, It's awful. I'm I'm glad you thought so as well. I had the same note. So again, it's brightly lit. I mean, it's not a club atmosphere at all. No, it's it's well lit so we can see everything that's going on unlike a club. And again, so <laughs> I'm I'm making fun of this of like this is not what a club's like. Having zero knowledge of what the inside of a club looks like. <laughs> I don't know if you know this about me, audience and guard, but I'm not a club kind of boy. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. I ha- I've been a... to like two total clubs. Um, none of them have looked like a school cafeteria. 
I'll say I'm, that. I'm a, I'm a sit inside my own apartment at my computer and or play video games kind of boy. But <laughs> that being said, I know that being said, I know this VIP section is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. That's correct. Um, yeah, there's a there's a little velvet rope that is blocking off three couches kind of set up in a U pattern to like box it in. Mm-hmm. Which but is the couches, standard. but the couches are like weirdly like six feet tall. <laughs> They're as tall as everyone around them. So Monica sits down on one and she goes up like maybe half the height of the couch, which is awesome. Uh, and then there's like a table in the middle with a pink center and like several lit candles on it and and then a carpet and then just the bare like concrete floor and that's the entire vip section also the couches are bright yellow um and the only people in this section that's roped off by by velvet rope is veroni the drug dealer Mm -hmm. his two goons that roman lit their car on fire and now the three cops that are undercover. <laughs> Correct, yes. So a really boppin' fun time. Um, it's just fucking like six, seven weirdos sitting on some couches that are roped off by a velvet rope. And no alcohol in the VIP section, which is an interesting thing. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of like the point of a VIP section, right? <laughs> I think so, to get like the bottle service right and uh, like to have fun. Uh, that doesn't seem to be what Verone's using this his personal VIP section for, at least. If this is what nightlife in Miami is like, uh, really, I never want to go out in Miami because it looks like a fucking awful time. I have to assume it's better than this. I uh, have to. I have I, to. I hope so, for the sake of Miami. For the sake of Miami tourism. I mean, they have quite um, a reputation, and this is not it. No, it looks it looks like a awful weird place. It does, indeed. Well, they have a little chat. Um Verone kind of stares down Brian and t- they talk about how hot <laughs> uh Fuentes is. It's Yeah, weird. he kind of he, he's kind of liking it. So he's like, "Do you, she's hot, huh?" And Brian's like, yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, she's gorgeous." You've got he's some like, I balls like you. on you, kid. Hell yeah, brother! You called my hot girlfriend hot, dude. You got some balls on you, brother. And he says, "I like that," but in like a sinister way, like, "Uh oh, maybe he doesn't like that." Yeah, and then he asks Roman, he's like, "You lit my the guy. You lit my man's car on fire." And Roman's like, "Yeah, I did. I don't like authority." And Verone's like. I got the same problem, except I hate cops. And then he looks around at his VIP section where three of the people are cops. Yeah. A I, little on the nose. <laughs> I kind of, I don't get it. Like, does he realize all three of them are cops at this point? Or is this a test? Are they about to go through the test? Because, like, to the audience, it's not very subtle, right? But I don't get if the director's trying to nod to us that he knows they're cops or he's about to test them. Um, that's a good question. I I honestly don't know. I but, I can't say I do either, man. But leading out of this scene, he then says, "Like, let's get out of here." Right. Where Monica's like, "We just showed up. 
which is a we fair statement. Just sat down. It's kind of like the dinner in the back of his house. They show up, food is served, and then they get up and walk away. Right. Bizarre. He's into that. Um, it's a power move. It is a power move. He just likes to move location uh, and like an eerie offsetting pace. Yeah. They walk down a neon weird hallway to a special room. And um, once they're in the room, Brian and Roman clock a table in the middle that has some things on it. Sure does. Sure does. It has a bucket with a towel over it. It has uh, some assorted zip ties. It has a torch, and it has some leather gloves. Uh, <laughs> keep those in mind, because we're going to play a little game with that in a minute. No, no, what? You're going to play a game with it in a minute. Guard, <laughs> is this your game? Yeah. Did you, you make kn- a game out of this as well? I did make a game out of this as well because okay, Incredible. so so I have seen this movie before. Obviously, we know that I've seen all these fucking movies. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but, I have a I, I have a suspicion what they're going to do with it. If that's your okay, game. okay, okay, okay. So you have not seen this movie, guard. No. You do not know for sure what they're going to do with that set of things on the table. Correct. I want you, because I know what is going to happen. I want you to guess what is going to happen with these things. But should we set the rest of the scene to get all the eggs out of the basket? Is that a scene? Yeah, all let's, the eggs out yeah, of the so basket. My, my, I mean, my guess is based <sighs> on what happens next. So okay, okay. So let's. I'll set the rest of the scene. And by the way, my game you... is based on what I guess is going to happen. <laughs> so it might be completely unrelated to this movie. Incredible. Okay, so do you want me to set the rest of the scene and then we can get into uh, our games that may or may not be the same? (laughs) Yes. Okay. So Roman and Brian clock these things on the table. Again, a bucket with a towel, some zip ties, a torch, and some gloves. Yes. Uh, Veroni pops a bottle and says, uh, we're going to have some fun. And then... Uh, in comes a girl and a guy, which Veroni pointed out earlier as a loser getting played by a blonde. Yeah, we forgot the, to bring that up. Said, that yeah, we whole, forgot to mention the blonde that was can do whole anything. Thing. Uh, and then we see the blonde just leave with the guy as as the example. Yeah, of the Veroni has a weird do. talk where he's like, she's so hot that she can get this dude to do anything in five minutes. And then they watch him flirt for two seconds and then they leave. Yeah, it's it was awesome. a weird. It was a weird scene. Anyways, they come walking in. She leaves. The guy left there is like this dude with a goatee and some curly hair. Mm-hmm. And uh, Veroni says, me, Detective Whitworth, one of Miami's finest. So, presuming, just making some assumptions. Uh-oh. He's Veroni a dirty cop. Is that it's either a dirty cop or he's undercover or Veroni has caught this cop. Yes. In his inner circle. Yes. Which is hilarious because now there's four police officers in a room of seven people. We're over halfway cops in this room. Mm-hmm. And then the five minute ends. The five minute ends without us knowing what happens to Detective Whitworth, one of Miami's finest. Yes. Now, would you like to hear my theory? I'd love to hear your theory. I assume 
based on the things present in the room, again, a blowtorch, metal bucket, uh, and gloves, that there are rats in the bucket. The bucket is going to be overturned on Officer Whitworth's stomach, and the blowtorch will be used to light the bucket up, uh, heat the bucket up, so the rats will have no other course of action but to burrow through him. As a that's your theory? Heinous torture. That's your theory? Yes. Okay, guard. I that's a good that's a good theory. I really like that. With it sounds that. a lot like that's not what happens based on your reaction. With what's on the table, there's not a lot to go off of. But I do want to say <clears throat> mm-hmm. this scene in this movie has like a weird history with me. Okay. Where I don't know why, but do you do you like you probably have like some weird memories that like are weirdly vivid even though they're like not important and you're oh, like yeah. why do i remember this so well i don't sure. know it, just, it weirdly stuck with me but has no relevance right? this is one of those for you this is one of those for me where i was i don't know 10 to 12 years old maybe and i was in my basement flipping through the channels back in the days of cable you know mm-hmm. you know how it is sure. just fucking cable surfing right we weren't we weren't in the one percent we didn't have dish i couldn't look at tv <laughs> guide mm-hmm. i just had to remember like 12 numbers of channels that i knew i liked their programming and i would just like furiously flip through them sure been there and I was flipping through channels and i got to i don't know maybe spike maybe tnt right they're all the same, basically. And this movie was on. But I don't know if I knew it was this movie. But it was, like, right at this point at this scene. Sure. And then I watched past this five minutes where they use the things on the tables. And I remember thinking, what the fuck is going on? This is really <laughs> fucked up. Like, I remember, like... Because it like, was the rat torture. I remember thinking in my brain, like, what the fuck is going on? What did I just, like, stumble into halfway (laughs) through? Sure. That scene stuck with me, and then I continued to flip through the channels and go on my way. And only, (laughs) like, two years ago, when I rewatched this movie, did I have that aha moment. Like, holy fuck. The scene that, like, weirdly scarred me as, like, a 10-year-old was from too fast, too furious. That's weird. I had no idea. Like, a decade or more later. Nice. Um, Based on what that, you just with said. With that small story out of the way, would you like to, to, to change or update your prediction? Uh, no, I think I'm right now based on what you've said. Okay. I validated your... That would yes. be pretty okay. scarring as a 10-year-old, man. You're, I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But I just want you to know that this movie that I don't have a ton of memory of, this scene is like weirdly ingrained in my brain. Well, Stone, I want you to know that I was so confident that I got the right answer on what was going to happen next with no confirmation whatsoever. I made a whole game up that you're about to participate in. (laughs) Oh, great. Great. Let's do it. Let's do it. The game is called Would Stone Torture That? (laughs) Okay, let's do it. Uh, This is a game in which I will give you certain implements of a torture and the name of it in some cases. You will then guess what the torture is. Okay. Please be as graphic as possible. 
All right, perfect. And then you will tell us if you would use that method of torture on someone and for what crime, what heinous crime uh, could they commit to maybe... They deserve that torture. Deserve that torture. Okay, yeah, I love it. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> also, with with this game of Woodstone Torture That, yeah. this is one of the rare episodes on the show where there wasn't a single car the entire five minutes. That's correct. <laughs> yes. Zero, zero automobiles. Hence why they we're, were playing Woodstone Torture That. They were mentioned a little bit when Roman was found out with 32 uh, loose wheels in his home. Right. But other than that, no cars seen. Correct. Um, okay, great. Let's okay, start. without further ado, your first <laughs> torture that you're okay. trying to guess what it is first and foremost. Okay. Keel hauling. Do you know what keel hauling is? Um, can you spell it? <laughs> K-E-E-L-H-A-U-L-I-N-G. Keel hauling. Keel hauling. If Do you I need a hint, any... I'll give you some implements. Okay, yeah, I'd love a hint. Some implements uh, that you would need to do this torturing are a ship and a rope. Keel hauling. Okay, my first thought before you gave me the ship and a rope was to tie all the limbs to horses and have them run in opposite directions. I believe that's quartering someone. (laughs) But, But you said a ship and a rope. I think it is tie someone to a dock and set sail with your pirate ship ripping them in two that's a good guess there's four of these by the way audience i figure we have time for for four we do today is that Um, correct guard (laughs) no that's a good guess a keel hauling is much worse um oh no oh no well maybe it's equally as bad uh it depends on if the ship has barnacles or not (laughs) keel hauling is when you tie someone (laughs) up Depends on if the ship has barnacles or not. Okay. Keel hauling is when you tie tie someone up, a sailor most likely, that has done something wrong. And then uh, you start at the the prow, I think, the front of the boat. And you uh, take the rope on either side of the boat all the way down, dragging him underneath the boat to the back of the boat. (laughs) Oh, no. And most boats have razor sharp barnacles on the bottom. Uh, and depending on those and the length of the boat, you will either likely die or have horrific scars to endure for oh, the great. rest of your life. So this was okay. So this was done on old wooden ships and not a propeller boat. That's correct. It's uh, yes. Uh, it can only be done uh, non-murdering way with a sailboat. Okay. Okay. That's keel hauling. <laughs> keel hauling. Okay. Never heard of that. Now I know. Um. Let's see what crime would be. By the way, they get worse as we go. So, <laughs> um, this would be. Well, one of them does. You would be keel hauled. I'm guessing is how you say it as a verb. Yes. Um, if you were a pirate and you forgot to stock up on the oranges and lemons or the for a voyage, causing the rest of your crew to have scurvy, you'd get keel hauled. And you think that's appropriate? If you got your entire crew, if the if the captain what of the ship said you, what if he forgot just the grog? I don't know what grog is. The booze. No, I think it's I think it's the uh, okay, the citrus. If you kill everyone on the boat. If, okay. Yeah, if you cause everyone on the boat to get scurvy, at when the captain said you specifically, um, a pirate number seven, are in charge of the citrus, and you forget them, you're enough. getting keel hogged. Yeah. Fair enough. 
Okay, our next horrible torture <laughs> is called strapado. Would you like strapado. to guess first, or would you like your hint? I, th- I think I need a hint. Strapado involve you to to perform strapado. You would need a height of some kind and rope, strapado. and possibly weights, but most likely not. Strapado, you need uh, height and rope. Strapado is, um, it sounds like a music term, so I think it involves a piano <laughs> being suspended comically high, like from a building. And um, if you don't sing a song well enough, it gets dropped on you. Um, that's a pretty good guess. Strapado is a form of torture <laughs> unusual. Is that a pretty good guess? <laughs> it's okay. Um, strapado in real life is a stor- form of torture used all the way through the 21st century, but very popular during the Spanish Inquisition. Oh, okay. Shout out to Spain. Yes. And it's unusual because it, uh, doesn't often result in the death of the tortured. <laughs> strapado is designed to cause great pain. Uh, it's the torture where you bind someone by the wrists behind their own head and then hang them by the bound wrists uh, in a way that is essentially guaranteed to dislocate both of their shoulders. Oh, fun. So you're just getting held on by, like, your shoulder skin at that point. That's correct. And if it doesn't dislocate them, you can always just add a little weight to their ankles. Oh, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I assume to help people identify themselves as witches. Well, you gotta find you gotta find out who's the witch. You That's know? true. Okay, like, I'm so, not I'm not here for torture, but I'm also not here for witches. You know, right? Uh, two left, and one's pretty upsetting, and one's one's kind of fun, if I'm being honest. For okay, I death. think I think you get um, strapadoed if oh, yes, you, thank you. I forgot. if you shave off a general's mustache in the <sighs> Spanish War. Excellent. Because everyone Much knows deserved. that that the mustache in Spain is a source of power. Really good. I love that one. <laughs> okay, tortured three of four. Uh, three of po- four. Poena coli, 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 po- poena coli. Um, do I, can I have a country of origin from that one? Yes. Uh, let me see. Poena coli. The pon- uh, I almost told you what it was. <laughs> uh, Italy, Italy. Okay, okay. I think I need a hint. Sure, sure. This one involves <clears throat> a Dunlap sack. Okay. Um, I don't want to give you too many things. I'm going to give you like three things it involves. A Dunlap sack. <laughs> okay. A monkey. <laughs> and... That's all I'm going to give you. That's too obvious okay, if I give you anything so my, else. Okay, so my guess is you put the monkey salt, in the sack. That's a good hint. It involves salt, a monkey, and a Dunlap sack. Okay, okay. My guess is that you take the head and you throw salt on it. Okay, right? I'm throwing now you off you put, with the salt thing. I just didn't Now you put say. this monkey in a bag. Okay. <laughs> a starving monkey yeah. needs some food. And then you tie that bag around someone's head and let that <laughs> monkey just go to town. Essentially, I mean, pretty a pretty strong guess. So, point accordingly, what actually is a punishment in Rome used specifically in the case of uh, parricide, 
or killing one's parents or other close family members. Very specific punishment for a very specific crime. Yes, the punishment was being sewn into a a Dunlap sack. Your whole body's in the sack. Your whole body is. We got a big sack, okay. Hold on, the sack gets even bigger. You're sewn into (laughs) it with a dog, a monkey, a snake, and a rooster. And then tossed into the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) That seems like a lot of extra steps just to drown someone. Yeah, yeah. But they might get bitten by the snake or... I I don't know what the point of killing all the animals is with it, but um, that is for part... Yeah, man, if anything, that's just kind of fucked up to the monkey. Um, Do you think it fits parasite or do you think uh, there should be a different crime for it? I think the crime that this should be for is if you um, give away a family's spaghetti recipe. Because we're in Italy, <laughs> Italy, right? Even worse than killing them. Even You know what's worse than killing your entire family? <laughs> Giving away the secret spaghetti recipe. Because <laughs> <laughs> that damages them for generations to come. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's unredeemable. <laughs> okay, Stone, our last... <laughs> uh torture is is pretty wait. heinous so buckle up i'm here it is called i don't know if i'm saying this right but i believe it's pronounced scafism scafism okay would you like the implements absolutely it involves honey <laughs> a wooden barrel okay. all right and feces Oh, interesting. Um, Those are like three of several elements. <laughs> I have no idea, man. I have <laughs> Okay, yeah, you're not going to guess this one. I'll just tell you this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, scafism is a... Wait, do you have a country of origin for this one? Yes, a very controversial country of origin, actually. The Greeks claim that the Persians did it <laughs> as a form of torture. Wow, okay, okay. Greeks claimed the Persians did it. Yes, but a lot of people say, (laughs) I saw some Greeks doing it too, man. Okay, don't act high and mighty. (laughs) Dude, how do you think the Greeks know so much about it? Yeah, exactly. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Scaphism is a form of torture in which someone is bound in a wood barrel or some other instrument up to their neck. Okay. They are then force-fed milk and honey. Delicious. Sounds nice, right? They are only given that to eat for several days. Uh, Ooh, that's going to upset my tummy. It's going to upset my tummy. Quite a bit of it, like as much as they can handle. And please keep in mind, uh, ancient ancient Persians and Greeks were likely lactose intolerant. <laughs> uh, they were not Very let out of the barrel. Note. So the force feeding multiple times a day, like way more than they would ever normally eat of milk and honey, causes them to have extreme bouts of diarrhea inside the barrel. Same. They then lather the person in more honey and cream and put it all over their face and hair, uh, crack the barrel open in the desert so the person covered in feces, milk, and honey uh, is left by an ant hill or other desert insect hill in their own filth to be devoured alive by insects. Um, wow. <laughs> Often being buried up to their neck for the devouring part. 
um, uh, all uh, people in times before now were fucked. <laughs> yeah, and and you have the tall task of coming up with something that deserves that. Um, what could deserve that? Romans and Persians. Um, jaywalking. <laughs> But Persians were just super strict, man. Sure, sure. Xerxes you didn't put up with the jaywalking. Yeah, you wouldn't want to know for more serious crimes like um, littering or... Uh, yeah, really bad. Um. Anyway, yeah. that's my that was my bit based entirely on what I think is going to happen and might not. Well, that was a great... <laughs> that was a great bit, Guard. Thank you. Who knew... That um, people in olden times were so fucked, so fucked up. Yeah, this was. I a mean, fun, I did know that, but you really confirmed it. Uh, podcast today. Yeah, man, it really was. So that's fun, huh? Well, that is the end of the five minutes, guard. Um, we were left with a table full of things and a torture to be had, and we'll sure find out what that was. I'm excited. Next week, indeed. Uh, any other stuff for us this week, Stone, before we sign off? Um, yeah, I went to Pinnacles National Park, and I think this has been my other stuff before, but go go to a national park. They're fun. Mm-hmm. They're uh, the gems of the United States. They're uh, national parks for a reason, so go check them out. I also watched most of, I fell asleep, that's 20 minutes left, but I've seen it before, most of Total Recall. Nice, cool. And if you haven't seen the movie Total Recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger, you should absolutely watch it because it's one of the fucking weirdest movies I've ever seen. Okay, um, nice, nice. And it's a weird, wild, good time. My other stuff is uh, shout out to the plumber who installed a new uh, garbage disposal for me tonight. He cursed more than any man I've ever uh, heard in my life. It was awesome. And he fixed it right up. Great. Well, what, what, what was his? Uh, what was his number one curse word? He liked. He liked to say "son bitchin" a lot. Some bitchin. This some bitchin thing won't go in the some bitchin pipe. Hey man, that's a good. That's a good uh, get your point across, but is still relatively family friendly curse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So shout out to cursing. <laughs> yeah. Shout out cursing and that guy. Uh, Wallstone, that's all the time we have for tonight. Uh, But as always, remember, pancakes can have a lot of different toppings. And some can be savory. (laughs) Think about it.